coming at you live from the Durag Dungeon. I'm that boy Coop back with another regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast. But why? This episode is brought to you by Ash Your Ankles and Smell the Earring Backs. <laughs> On the year of our Lord 2020, it is September 7th. And um, it's episode 43. And uh, subscribe to the Rest Intelligence anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Follow on the Rod and Karen Doctrine. Leave a nice five star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the podcast host site Anchor, and I'll add it to the show. What's up, nigga? <laughs> What's up, niggas? Niggeronies, Nintonies, nigga for shusha for luck or balonies. <laughs> I have, I don't know, I don't know no more, nigga. Anyway, um. <clears throat> In the year of our Lord 2020, where, where, where things have gone much astray, everything seems just in the matrix. <laughs> but then again, you know, like with Chadwick dying and shit, you know, you just like, God damn. I mean, what else could get worse? Don't ever ask that question, by the way, because it always gets worse. So um, <laughs> let's 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 kind of start to, you know, um, do some updates. And, and some random thoughts before we really get into our stories. So, I got a lot of random thoughts, by the way, because I have not been up here in a minute. You know, sometimes I, I, I try to, like, regularly um, do maybe one to two episodes per week. But this has been a long one. This has been, like, a real long week with, like, nothing. Um, so, <clears throat> let's do this. Actually, I think I did one earlier this week. I don't remember. I'll be, I be, I be popping these shits out like babies. <laughs> like rabbits. Um... I wanted to give you an update about Lovecraft Country. Um, so, Stream Fiends will be having a Lovecraft Country review starting very soon. I have that HBO Max subscription now. Um, and you might even get some Insecure. Um, any other shows, it's, 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 a, it's a possibility. Because shows that are over a year old, I tend to try, try to like veer away from them. Because a lot of times, a new season will be coming out anyway. With that being done, um, let's get started. So, um, I just had a random thought. And this is very personal, so don't get offended. Um, but I want to tell y'all why I would not date a woman with kids. <laughs> I'm 28 years old, and when I started dating uh, a while ago, um, now nah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty much done with that right now. But um, when I started dating, um, I noticed like a lot of the finest, and what I mean the fine, I mean the fucking foreigners ass women um out here in these dating interwebs because of course during covid you do have a little bit of the uh, online dating thing going um and before that i was doing the online dating thing but i was on and off and i was like fuck this shit I don't know, maybe I should try it again. Fuck this shit. I don't know, maybe I should try it again. I just kept going back and forth, bobbing and weaving and bobbing and weaving. And I was like, fuck this shit. I know I have a certain thing about certain people. And it is nothing against the people that have these kids. But I cannot date people that have kids right now. I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm not ready for that shit. I'm not ready for that shit. I'm not ready for that shit. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do it in the car. I don't want to do it in the house. I don't want to do it in the mouse. I don't want to do it in the shops. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it anywhere. <laughs> I'm not ready. I, the, the, the dating homegirl with the kid, especially if the kid like five. If the kid five or older, the kid gonna be trying to whack me upside the head. Like, <laughs> I'm like, fuck this kid. I'm about to knock this little nigga upside the head. And then he gonna be like, you ain't my daddy. And I'm, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's why that nigga left. <laughs> 
I, I'm gonna say some real fucked up shit to make that nigga cry. Like I know it. I, I know it. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. But um, yeah, I don't think I can deal with kids right now um that aren't mine. And then on top of that, there's the baby daddy. Um, and um. Baby daddy issues, man. They are like a case by case situation. Each one be like, yeah, we cool. Yeah, we cool. And homegirl disappear and she fucking her baby daddy. And that is just like, here's the thing. Here's the thing with the baby daddies. Baby daddy will always have a bond that I will not have with you. Y'all got a kid. I can't compete with that. That's just that. Even if I'm slanging the motherfucking dick, it's like slanging the motherfucking dick, you still have that bond with your baby daddy there is that bond that always will exist i remember watching couples court one day <laughs> and there was this one individual that was like hey man i don't know <laughs> she like her baby daddy too much and this nigga was like he a fucking sucker man you should leave that nigga he a sucker man he ain't shit he a weak ass bitch and i was like see i can't do that shit Cause they, she close with that nigga. They were in the bathtub together doing some shit. In the tub together with your baby daddy. That's a little odd. That's a little odd. I don't know. When I want home, in the tub together naked. What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, who, 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 who were you going to not fuck then? Because apparently, that sounds like you will. That's get ready fuckingness to me. You will get ready to fuck like. I can't do the baby daddy and I can't do the kid right now. It's too much baggage. It's too much baggage. It is not your fault, lady. You fine as fuck. Your personality dope as fuck, probably. But I just can't do the kids right now. It just sounds like a mess. <laughs> and of course, this is the worst case scenario for everything. Like it's it's not necessarily that I think that all of them are like it's just like i prefer not to do that <laughs> you know i just i just prefer i just prefer not to do that <laughs> you know um but uh it, it's it's truly like it just sounds like a lot you know and if the situation right it it, it 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 could be it could be changed it could be arranged but right now it's a hell no for me <laughs> it's a hell no bro <sighs> okay and and here's another like random thought i was having like bro i was thinking like okay you know how OnlyFans has like spiked like crazy like crazily like i mean i'm talking about the subscriptions is out the fucking wise to the fucking zip i mean like every other instagram page that follows me has like a only fans on it and you like nigga what the fuck you following me for and then i'm like oh damn she cute and then i see i see the fucking only fans at the bottom of the motherfucking screen. I'm sitting here like, well, nah, everybody got that goddamn OnlyFans, don't they? <laughs> and here's the thing. I would click on the link just to be like, let me see what they doing at their OnlyFans. And the first thing you see is the price for how much it costs to even use their OnlyFans. I don't have an account or nothing like that, but I was sitting here like, if I would, some of these individuals have only fans that are 20 and 30 damn dollars a month nigga disney plus is 6.95 a month <laughs> and i got that shit on the yearly i got it on the yearly so i ain't even got to worry about paying that shit until like one time in a year it's like amazon prime and shit this motherfucker talking about 30 damn dollars a month 
to see one coochie. <laughs> one coochie. One coochie. One. Spare coochie, ma'am. Only one. <laughs> I could be a Disney Wall. I could be a Disney Wall. Disney Wall Plus. <laughs> Going over there watching my, my, my smart guy, my dark one duck, my gargoyles, my, my Lion King. My, 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 both versions of Aladdin. Mulan just came out, nigga. <laughs> like, every single one of your favorite pieces of your childhood. And then every single one of the Avengers. And then everything from Disney Channel that was, when it was dope. You know, like, like Smart Guy's kind of part of that. Um, that's for, that's for like, that's for still. I said like $6.99, like $7 a month. I'm just saying, 30, okay, think about this, $30 a month for the coochie, $7 a month for the, the, the greatest place on earth, <laughs> and, and, and here's my thing, here's my thing, before you fucking chew me out, okay, I am sex positive, I am one of those individuals that believes that sex workers deserve to have avenues of being paid that's why i think OnlyFans is a great platform is it a great platform to me to pay for sex workers uh, no i'm not paying for it it's great for everybody else who is paying for sex workers because they need they need to find they need to have streams of income revenue because sometimes that's the only way certain people can find any stream of revenue however i ain't gonna be the nigga that's gonna be paying for it <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not, I'm just not doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just not doing it. <laughs> okay. So, um, with that being said, Disney World Plus for the play play. <laughs> and, um, it's still going to be X videos. Um, it's still going to be Pornhub. It's still going to be, um, X hamsters. Like, like it's, it's, that's for the free free. And they got paid subscriptions that's like $10 a month. You watch the special videos behind their paywall. And I'm still not doing that shit. Like, <laughs> I don't do that. When I know it is so much for free over there. <laughs> but like, what's exclusive? Because they And what's even worse is they repost your OnlyFans videos on these sites. What, what am I doing? What, what, what am I doing? What, what am I doing? What, why am I even doing this? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's fucked up, but. I, I truly believe it. Hey, dude, if you want to, if you want to start helping people, you know, and paying for the OnlyFans for your pleasure, for your enjoyment, you know, you won't see that one cooch get banged by a dick that ain't yours. <laughs> I'm just saying, you paying for that, and I can do that and watch all that shit for free. That's your prerogative. I'm just gonna be like, hey man, I I, I ain't doing it. <laughs> I ain't doing it, and. And as 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 much as like I, like I say, hey girl, get your coin. Hey anybody who on OnlyFans doing it for the sex work, get your coins, get your money. At least y'all not out here like Bella Thorne talking about like, yeah, I'm gonna see my titties, I'm gonna I'm gonna show y'all everything, and not showing no nudes or nothing, and they paying all that money to see just regular ass Bella Thorne. <laughs> like, by the way, I'm I don't really like Bella Thorne like that, but it's just a good example, like. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this shit is not, it's just not something I'm interested in doing. Like, I already pay bills. <laughs> I already pay rent. I got, like, seven subscription services. I just, 
I just helped out getting fucking HBO Max. <laughs> okay. That shit is $12 a month. And I got that shit with a discount because that motherfucker was $15. <laughs> like, so, so, um, pick your poison. And, and the poison I pick is the free. <laughs> it's the free poontang for the low low. <laughs> Pussy. Pussy free. Titty free. Booty free. The naughty for free. <laughs> the naught to naught for the low low. For the no no. <laughs> so, um, moving on. Mac Morrison's Return of the Mac is one of the greatest songs of all time. Mic drop. Boom. I don't have to say anything else. This song is phenomenal. Return of the end. Do you notice every time you hear that song come on, it never gets old. Oh, that part like nigga, nigga is getting it. Like nigga is killing it. Okay. Bruh. When I tell you that song, you lied to me. Like it just it mm, it hit my soul like every time, I, and I just be like, damn, just damn. <laughs> like it's 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 just uh, mm, return of the Mac. Um, it's weird because like that's one of them songs where like even white people and black people be side to side be like, but turn up the together <laughs> like. They'd be like, I don't care to y'all. When you, you know, with like certain people like certain things, you'd be like, it ain't even cool no more. Return of the Mac is still cool as shit. Cool as fuck. Wild and beautiful as fuck. When I hear a commercial, there's, com- there's commercials, there's a Google commercial with Return of the Mac on it. I was like, nigga, we in here. <laughs> we in here. We in here. It's the fucking shit. Love it. Um, Tired to create a sampler more and produce it for other people hit different. Um, And when i say that i really say that because of the current tyler the creator producing for other people tyler creators made beats for a ton of people you know um over his entire career but the newer features he has the feature or really production that he has like the song that really sticks out to me is um party with pot smoke off of uh west side guns uh pray for paris nigga that be okay so first of all you think it's simple as shit right you're like oh it's just a, it's just a soul loop nope <laughs> nigga put strings fucking 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 um oboes and shit like he got he got strings cleverly put on that it's not just an 808 it's bass beautiful bass just booming in that motherfucker it that beat is enhanced in a different way Nigga was like, I ain't putting drums on it. I'm just gonna make it even better and enhance it in its rawness. And I was like, damn, that's different, Tyler. That's a different way. Like, some niggas would be like, I'm just not gonna touch it, or I'm gonna put drums on it. Nigga said, fuck that. I'm not gonna put no drums on it. I'm gonna put strings on it. Tyler is different, but he, he's been one of my favorites for. A long time. I've been fucking with Tyler since Bastard. And um, I'm glad I went along for the ride. <laughs> like, my sister is, like, the biggest Tyler fan because I played Tyler in the car when she was growing up. So, yeah. That's the type of shit we own, nigga. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, oh, 
Oh, like go listen to that. Go listen to Party with Pop Smoke by West Side Gun. The only one that's actually there is no actual insp- instrumental for it. <clears throat> you gotta listen to the regular song. Just listen to it. It's Flames. I think it's like my favorite song on that album. Flames. Flames. Um, but yeah. Um on to our actual pop culture stories. Dr. Dre is getting divorced. But that ain't even the hitter. That ain't even the stinger. Let's open an article. It's an article from Complex Magazine that states, Dr. Dre's estranged wife explains why she needs $2 million in spousal support. It gets better. (laughs) Okay, so this article is by Complex Magazine by Joshua Espinoza. Um, As the wife of near-billionaire Nicole Young, has become accustomed to an incredibly lavish lifestyle and she's taking i'm sorry and she's asking (laughs) for almost two million a month yes a month to ensure she maintains it according to legal documents obtained by tmz dr drain's soon-to-be ex-wife has provided a list of monthly expenses that explain why she needs 1.936399 millionis (laughs) in temporary one million nine hundred and thirty six thousand three hundred and ninety nine dollars in temporary spousal support the document points to some pretty wild expenses such as 135 dollars a month on clothes nigga i don't spend a hundred dollars a month on clothes (laughs) i'm a guy so there's that but still like $2,000 $2,000 a month on phone and email. No, no, I read that wrong. $20,000 a month on phone and email. Nigga. Really? Oh, real ni- Honestly. Hon- really? Everybody go to Verizon and, and, and get their carrier just like everybody else. Boo. <laughs> Boo. That is lame. No. <laughs> no. What? $20,000 a month. Nigga. They give you that unlimited text plan for for the eighty for eighty bucks. Like what what, what we doing? What we doing? Eighty bucks a month. <clears throat> eighty bucks a month. Like like why? Email, email, email for the free free. As long as you got that motherfucker, I don't get it. I I really don't get this shit. What the fuck? Ten thousand dollars a month on laundry because she got to wash them expensive ass clothes. And a whopping nine hundred thousand dollars a month on entertainment. What would what, what that entail? What would that entail? That that is how nine hundred thousand dollars a month. That is a million dollars a month just on the entertainment. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? TMZ reports Dre is currently covering Young's expenses, which includes the cost of chef security and maintenance for their home in Malibu, which he primarily resides primarily resides which means they have more than one house <laughs> so just, just 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 think about that shit like i'm reading all these tweets and they're like damn this woman crazy damn she got a lot of money damn and like <laughs> dr dre is worth a billion dollars but like nigga okay so here's one girl who tweeted her name is at frontline fairy idk how much dr dre is worth but i'm sure it's way more than two million so why not give it to a nigga <laughs> Oh, Dr. Dre gonna go broke. See, think about this. Think about this. Two million dollars a month, right? He might still be making money, right? But here's the problem. That's two million dollars a month that you don't have no more. (laughs) 
that's like $24 million a year. Man, there are CEOs of companies that don't make that much. Okay, and and they, these are like companies you're like, damn, that's a really nice company. I, how, they don't make that much? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. Mm, yeah, do, wow, like wowzy, wow, man, like, bruh. <laughs> Somebody said, who the fuck is her cell phone provider? And emails are free. <laughs> that's what I said. Emails are free for the low low, nigga. Like. Dr. Dre created a monster and his ex-wife wants two million a month in spousal support. The fuck? <laughs> this is what is when somebody else was saying that shit. Like I'm reading these tweets. I'm like, nigga, this shit is wild as fuck. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Disclaimer, this is gonna be a long episode. This is the first story, and we 20 minutes in. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Young claims that Dr. Dre has prevented her from using credit cards and used threatening language when he demands she not spend any money. Hmm. <clears throat> See, this is what happened when your daughter go to college and you don't even talk to your wife no more. Y'all go apart. <laughs> and nigga, you like, mm. <laughs> she won't leave, so she not going to be empty-handed. Nigga, wait, wait. So, wait. I heard there was something about, like, this nigga having a prenup, but I don't, I don't see anything about that anymore. But, yeah, this nigga, I thought he had, like, a prenup. And I thought for, like, a, as a joke, he, like, he had an extra one, and he tore the one up that she that she thought was, like, the only one. I don't know. The shit gonna get ugly, man. This Dr. Dre divorce is gonna be ugly. It's gonna be like Michael Jordan and, and, and fucking... <laughs> it's gonna be like that first Michael Jordan divorce. I'm telling you, it's... it's Homegirl got so much. Why need? Why got that money? Why need got that money? <laughs> and I mean, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't help Jordan to the fact that she was like a lawyer. And I also think that like that Dre wife. Um, I think she a lawyer too. So um, that that don't look good. <laughs> so um, moving on. ASAP Barry confirming that ASAP Ferb is out of ASAP Mob because his music sounds like quote unquote dumb trash. <sighs> let's 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 just let's just inspect further. So this here's the tweet. Um Young Lord at Young Lord um ASAP Bari. Um at ASAP Pill started ASAP. If it wasn't him, it wouldn't have been no ASAP mob. So ASAP ills. Wow. Wow. Um and he's like he said what he said. Ferg ain't no ASAP no more, guys. So fake. Oh, Ferg ain't ASAP no more. Sorry, guys. That nigga burnt out. Songs dumb trash. Mr. Anthem can't get right. Wow. Um. I need some receipts. And no, nah. But the nigga that actually like made. I don't know. He made. It's weird, cause like the nigga, the one nigga that actually is carrying most of the weight for y'all niggas, cause y'all sound like y'all been like broke rappers since like the third grade. <laughs> and everybody else out here getting their money, get 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 getting their shine on, and y'all mad cause he's cause he's shining on y'all niggas. Like, is is that what we doing? We we doing the we doing the shenanigans on these niggas again? We we just gonna act like the one nigga that actually made y'all niggas is actually like the one y'all don't give a fuck about, and the one y'all. So what about so what about so, so what about Rocky? What what about Rocky? <laughs> His music sounds like dumb trap. Really? Him and Rocky make the same type of shit. The, the ASAP Mob is very like vast. It's, it's niggas that's like super duper like dirty underground, and then it's like niggas like Rocky and ASAP. 
uh, Rocky. Did I say Rocky twice? Niggas like Rocky and Ferg. <laughs> That's what I meant to say, damn it. But yeah, I don't know. This is like some weird subterfuge. You know that the ASAP mob is gonna die if you do that shit. But whatever, self sabotage always. Corrupt power. I mean, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, yeah there you go. Boom. Pow. <laughs> That's what you take that in the take that in the head, motherfucker. No, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing, y'all. It's it, it's it's all jokes. Anyway, um, Michael Jordan takes equity stake in DraftKings, becomes advisor. Who's surprised? Not me. ESPN has a story. Um, so <laughs> this is more sports talk, but Michael Jordan takes equity stake in DraftKings, becomes advisor. NBA legend Michael Jordan is taking an equity stake in DraftKings in exchange for becoming a special advisor to the sports betting and fantasy sports community. <laughs> Who's fucking surprised that the biggest better in sports history actually buys like the biggest company in sports betting i mean that means this nigga don't have to ever bet again he's like i took a bet on the whole fucking thing how about how about i bet that you can't out buy DraftKings? and he was like all in (laughs) and they lost (laughs) they, they lost that off. Jordan is the chairman of the Hornet Sports and Entertainment of Hornet Sports Entertainment, the ownership group of the Charlotte Hornets. By the way, he and a few others, I believe, own Sincoro, which is like the shittiest tequila I've ever drank. Anybody, um, <clears throat> it's really disgusting. Their añejo tastes like pure doo doo. It tastes like it burn has the burn of a blanco. Which, if you know anything about tequila. Blanco is like the tequila with the most burn. Okay, that's the shit that, that, that be straight fire out your ass. And um, Añejo tastes like a really, really super duper aged, smooth ass bourbon. So I don't, I did, trash. Anyway, I'm getting over, I'm getting off track. Um, he will provide guidance and strategic advice to DraftKings board of directors, according to a Wednesday morning news release. Um, I've had some drinks, so bear with me. Uh, Michael Jordan is among the most important figure in sports and culture who forever redefined the modern athlete and entrepreneur. Jason Robbins, CEO of, and co-founder of DraftKings, said in the release. The strategic counsel and business acumen Michael brings to our board is invaluable, and I am excited to have him join our team. Yep. <clears throat> the biggest battle now owns all your bets. <laughs> I, I remember when I was watching that last dance document. I was like, "Damn, this nigga bet this this nigga bet on his bets." <laughs> he was like, "I bet you that my bet gonna be the biggest bet that ever bet." <laughs> like, he one of them niggas. Like, ah, oh, wow. wow. I never, 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 never surprised about that. Um, moving on. Deshaun Watson gets a hundred and seventy-seven million dollar contract extension. Man, and when when I watched this man, this guy was like teary eyed. Like, he was tearful. His heart. When I say my nigga heart fell, oh, oh, my nigga. So let us get started on this. It's an ad. It's about 15 seconds, about 10 more seconds now. Um, but yeah, I hate ads. Ads can eat ass on ass pass and ass tasmataz on the razzmatazz, shazmataz, all ass. <laughs> all right. Um, it's life changing. It's great. But the biggest thing is for 
the Manette family, OB, Jack, to just trust in me and believe in me that, uh, you know, I'm their guy, I'm their quarterback, is the biggest thing that really touches me. Um, you know, growing up from where, I, where I'm from, um, there's not too many people to make it out. And so, for them to... Re- Hmm. Wow. Wow. He is he is tearing up, man. He is tearing up. Like he 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 is balling right now, man. The contract has this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful number on that thing. Let me let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see if they break down the contract at all. I'm not sure if they break it down at all. But um yeah, like Yeah, there's no there's no breaking down the contract here. Um, yeah. So he gets $111 million in guarantees. It is over, I believe, five years. Yeah, like five years, which is actually better. They say this might actually be the best contract now because he might get even more contract money if he renews and he's still good. Here's the thing with Pat Mahomes, though. Pat Mahomes still getting that half a million, bro. Yeah, he gonna be tied to a contract for like ten years. But I don't know if will Deshaun Watson make half a million if he resigns and still has like another five million. I don't know, five million, five million, five year contract. I'm not sure. I don't know. But God bless you, man. God bless you, Deshaun Watson. What the shit that he went through, the shit that his mother went through, the shit that he grew up in, like in Gainesville, Georgia. Like, man, when I tell you. It just seems like a good brother. Um, congratulations, man. So, um, <laughs> in more music news, um, Jay Dilla is being sued for a sample from Donuts. And this shit, when I tell you it pissed me off, <laughs> I wanted to throw, throw the wall. Throw the wall to a chair. That's right. I never said that wrong. I wanted to throw the wall to a chair. That's how mad I was. I wanted to throw the whole wall and let it hit a chair. <laughs> That's how I feel. Jay Dilla died in 2006. He's now being sued for using a 1974 rock sample on Jay Dilla's working on it, which has been re-released and licensed to Netflix in recent years. The rappers, that's not a rapper. He's he's producer. He is a rapper, but he's known for producing. The producers allegedly sampled 10CC's worst band in the world without permission. And who gives a fuck? Like, I'm just... (laughs) I'm just angry. Like, the man is dead. Dilla is dead, y'all. Been dead for 14 years, okay? He been dead longer than niggas have been living, okay? And y'all are going to be like, oh, yeah, so about that song, that that, that one, that first song on that album that, that got the, the, the beats, the beats and shit. Yeah, what is it called? Donut. And like, nigga, working on it is a classic, okay? Working on it. Mm, working on it. Mm. Like, bro, when I tell you that's a, one of the dopest rock samples to be on a hip-hop album, it is. You start the album off with that. Like they took what's going to happen is you're never going to hear working on it ever again unless you have the physical copy of donuts. Guess what, niggas? I got three physical copies of donuts. Nigga, I got it on vinyl. 
Nigga, I got it on CD. Nigga, I got it on cassette. So you can't make me hide from it. <laughs> I'm a really big Dilla fan, as you know. Um, or if you haven't noticed yet, I'm a huge Dilla fan. I have like everything, like everything. I mean, like everything. Like the Shining album is the only thing I don't have. And I almost bought every posthumous and current like album that he had. Um, so. I think the the one that I didn't buy that could have been not posthumous was Pay J, but that turned into something else. So yeah, and that that became a posthumous album. So, oh man, that makes me mad. That makes that makes me really mad. That you want to piss me off? Do some shit to Della like that. Like when he from like from his grave, he like that's fucked up. But in more fucked up news. Gentrification in Raleigh during pandemic forcing residents out of housing. Yes, it is a pandemic where they've pretty much stopped all of the evictions. And they still like kicking niggas out. <coughs> Excuse me, I don't have COVID. <coughs> Raleigh renters face housing crisis and new gentrification battle amid COVID-19 pandemic. Raleigh WTVD. Raleigh residents facing eviction made their voices heard Tuesday on the steps of the Wake County Courthouse as the latest fight over gentrification and affordable housing in the city plans out amid the economic pain of COVID-19. I want the landlord to either extend the time or help us find somewhere to go, said Deja Turner, a 25-year-old mother laid off at the start of the pandemic from her job as a hotel housekeeper. Turner never stopped paying her $800 a month rent at Duplex Village Apartments on Newburn Avenue in East Raleigh, where she lives with her two-year-old son, Nazir. Nasir. Nazir. Nas. That nigga named Nas, all right? So she says she was stunned when a notice to vacate was left at her front door last month. The landlord informed her and other neighbors that they had 60 days to vacate their homes or be ejected by force. Whoa. It, I was pretty shocked because it's in the middle of a pandemic. Where am I going to go? Because I only get $94 a week from unemployment benefits. And I don't work right now due to COVID. Damn. That's really fucked up. The same activist on the courthouse steps this evening called on Governor Cooper to extend the state moratorium on evictions. So they haven't. So they're actually, they're actually expired. Um, It's fighting on behalf of Turner and her... Neighbors at Duplex Village. Um, community advocate Octavia Rainey explains the landlord Three Points property of Raleigh intends to demolish these affordable rental homes to construct more upscale housing along the gentrifying corridor. That's fucked up, man. That's really fucked up. See, I live in this area. You know, I live in that area. Um, and when I mean that area, I'm talking about like the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Cary, all that. Um, and, um, it's really um frustrating that Raleigh is like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Uh, we don't need you no more, and we don't give a fuck if it's a pandemic. And like, it's just like, man, gentrification don't care. Okay, it just doesn't care. It's like we need to get these coffee shops up, and we need to get these fusion Asian fusion restaurants up, and like, it's just so ruthless. Y'all remember what happened with the Barclays Center? That was eminent domain. That was like, 
I just, my head hurt. All right, so this is what's going to happen. We don't think that is what's going to happen. They are going to demolish the units, Randy said. Raleigh land valued at nearly 1.5 million being sold for $1. Holy shit. ABC 11 called Three Points Properties for comment and clarification on the controversy. The company did not call back before this story aired. Fuck. Man, I just... It's something that we can't stop. And gentrification is something that... It's like, yeah, do you want your communities to be nicer? But the problem is, when you want your communities to be nicer, it's at the expense of the residents who live there. You're kicking all the black people out, and then be somewhere else that's been uninhabited or some some like place that you know they don't know where to go, and they feel un un you know, they they feel basically lumped into some kind of weird um, what amalgamation of whatever you can fit into becomes where you live like these people become homeless after this and they don't give a fuck they're like we know we need to get these starbucks up yeah like we really need to get all these like asian fusion restaurants up like we need to get all these cafes up like they don't give a fuck and it's happening right here it's happening in charlotte too because remember north davidson Oh, you don't remember that? Maybe because you know of it as Noda right now. Yeah, because it got gentrified like a motherfucker. That's crazy. In more fucked up news, Professor admits she faked being black. Yep, you heard right. Straight from The Guardian. <laughs> White Professor Jessica Krug admits she pretended to be black for years. Jessica Krug, an activist who teaches African-American history... Nigga, this story has been said so many times, so many ways. Merry niggamus to (laughs) y'all. Writes medium post apologizing for false identity. This is written by Poppy Noor. So a seasoned activist and professor of African-American history at George Washington University, D.C., has been (laughs) it's not in D.C., but you know what I mean has been pretending to be black for years, despite actually being a white woman from Kansas City. Mm. In a case eerily reminiscent to Rachel Dolezal, Jessica A. Krug took financial support from cultural institutions such as the Schoenberg Center for Research in Black Culture for a book she wrote about fugitive resistance to transatlantic slave trade. Shit, my eyes are fucking with me. But according to a Medium post, Allegedly written by Krug herself, her parents, I mean her career, (laughs) her parents, her career was rooted in a toxic soil of lies. No fucking shit. To an escalating degree over my adult life, I have eschewed my life or my lived experience (laughs) as a white Jewish child in suburban Kansas City under various assumed identities within blackness that I had no right to claim. First, North African blackness, then U.S. rooted blackness, then Caribbean rooted Bronx blackness, nigga. <laughs> you, you kidding me? So she was, so basically she was like, I'm Egyptian bitch. And then she was like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm U.S. black bitch. And then she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Caribbean Bronx bitch. <laughs> For the Bronx. Oh my God. 
Can't make that shit up, man. Can't make that shit up. She was like, I'm gonna be three different types of black. That way they'll never find me. Like, <laughs> this shit's good. This shit's great. This shit, shit is epic. Oh my God. Oh my God. This, this shit. Rachel Dolls all, all over again, bro. In Krugsbrook, Fugitive Modernities. <laughs> I just sound like she wanted them. Like, she like home dude that was wearing the dashiki in the, um, in, uh, I'm gonna get you sucker. Like, his wife. Like, Cause the white man type of type, that type of motherfucker, <laughs> and and in Krug's book *Fugitive Modern Identities*, the name published before her confession, she writes in her acknowledgments: "My ancestors, unknown, unnamed, who bled life into a future they had no reason to believe or could sh- or should exist. <laughs> my brother, my fastest, the smartest, the most charming of us all." <laughs> Those whose names I cannot say for their own safety, whether in my barrio, in Angola or Brazil. Black power to the people, my brother, my sister. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Krug went by the name Jessica LaBombalera. Can't make that up. Jessica LaBombalera. That's her, that was her name. Jessica LaBombalera. <laughs> in activist circles and could be seen speaking in a new york city public hearing on police brutality in june you know what's funny she white <laughs> she just got black hair and she looked like she got like a real squ- like a strong tan and um yeah that, that that is just offensive as fuck um <laughs> ah Ah shit! Oh, it gets better. Like, let me just read this whole thing because it just gets better. Like, I'm telling, this is a long ass episode, but bear with me. This is the last story. I'm Jessica La Bombalera. I'm here in El Barrio East. <laughs> it's really like El Barrio, El Barrio East Harlem. You probably have heard about it because you sold my fucking neighborhood to developers and gentrifiers. She begins as she introduces herself. A few moments later, she asks, "I want to call out all these white New Yorkers who waited four hours with us to be able to speak and then not yield their time for black and brown indigenous New Yorkers." <laughs> like, nigga. She was so down. <laughs> she was so fucking down. She was, I, nigga, where, where your beret? Where your black beret? Hmm? <laughs> where, where, <laughs> where your pen that says "Free Huey"? Where, where your, where, where your Bobby Seal sticker? <laughs> where your Marcus Garvey flag? <laughs> You know this bitch got a Pan African flag in her bedroom, and she prayed to that motherfucker every night. Like you knew it. You knew she did. <laughs> is good oh man those who knew krug as la bombalera have taken to social media today to announce their upset i'm dazed and still processing my emotions but mostly i feel betrayed foolish and in many ways gaslit said the author robert jones jr on twitter what's funny is she do have some like black features like the nose is big she got a real big nose and i was like nah she white i was like nah she white she white Ah, as far back as 2018, Jones had published his conversations with Krug in a thread he wrote for marginalized communities. Ain't that some shit? So she was published as a person who was in a marginalized community. But wow, damn. Nah, this beat Rachel Dolezal because she tricked everybody. <laughs> she fooled everybody. Rachel Dolezal was like, mm, I don't know, baby. <laughs> no, baby. What is that, baby? <laughs> See, because it's weird because where she was, it was 
like with Rachel was won't know black people, but we're La Bamba, La Bamba, La Bamba Lair. I don't know what fucking name is. <laughs> Wherever she was, she was in New York, where there's a lot of people of color, and uh, that shit baffled them niggas. They were like, "Well, I never." <laughs> like they was fucked up, bro. Like they 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 couldn't take it. They were like completely. It was like she, motherfucker said he was gaslit. <laughs> Damn, the motherfuckers say he was gaslit. That's some good shit. Alright, so um that has been the episode. Um quite a long and meaty episode, but hopefully you got your fix. You know, I'm probably not gonna do any more video, uh, episodes this week because man, I got that um I got that new episode of Stream Fiends uh, for Lovecraft Country. Look out for it. It's coming at least by the end of this week. And um, as always, please go to that Blavik link. Find you a nice-ass do-rag. Support black businesses. Do your damn thing. And as always, thank you.